Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And while we're on things that we've missed talking about in the time that I've been gone, in the week and a half that I've missed you guys greatly, there's been a lot of comebacks. I mean, seriously. When you think of it, four major comebacks have been talked about, discussed, and we've seen two. We just have heard a lot about the other two. And what do you guys think of that? I mean, some of you I've been reading on Twitter and on Reddit what you've been thinking about it, and some of you are not so consistent from time to time or from one person to the next. I think I'm fairly consistent on all four. However, the first one that I feel like we really need to talk about is the one that I'm the least happy about. And that's Goldberg. (sighs) Does anyone really, and I do mean really, want to see Goldberg? Raise your hands. Yeah. Did I miss some hands? Because I don't know that I saw any. Well, maybe it's too early. Because I am recording this kind of early. Now, you are probably listening to it later. And maybe you did raise your hand, but I didn't see you. Um, I can't stand Goldberg. Cannot stand him. Thought his streak... When I watched it later. I didn't watch it as it was happening. So that may have been part of the problem. But as I watched it later. Really thought it was one of the more stupid gimmicks that I've ever seen. Yes, I almost said stupidest. But I don't even know if that's a word. So anyway, we're going to stick with more stupid. Um... How could an ex-football player be what's considered, quote-unquote, the best wrestler right now? Um, they can't? How about that? They can't. So the premise that most people start with with Goldberg him being the best wrestler of his generation or the best wrestler of his time or the best WCW wrestler or the best WWE wrestler. Yeah, he shouldn't crack your top 500. He's not really a wrestler. See, what I gripe about or I used to gripe about with Roman Reigns, and maybe I need to do a new episode on that because that was back on episode... 20, between 25 and 35, I would say, I did a episode on Roman Reigns where I called him the three-move wonder. 
Well, he's picked up a couple extra moves, and he has gotten better in his promos. He has gotten better as a heel. He seems more comfortable, but this is not about Roman Reigns. This is about Bill Goldberg. See, I can put up with people wanting to see Goldberg. That's fine. I can put up with him. Here's how I want Goldberg, though. I want him to come out as a complete and total surprise. Yes, the dirt sheets can hint that he may show up if they need that for ratings. But basically, I want him to come out as a total surprise one week. Tell whoever... The annoying, obnoxious heel is at the moment. Whether it be Baron Corbin, The Miz, Sami Zayn, you know the type. To stop. He may give him a spear or give him a jackhammer. I don't care. And goes away. He may even go away for a week or two, but he goes away. And then they start up again. He comes out again, basically as a total surprise, works his two to three minutes, destroys them, and then leaves for a year, year and a half. Like, he could do this in January or February. And then he wouldn't have to show up until the very next year, like, in May. So he would have almost like a year and a half of no Goldberg. And he would get his two matches in. But see, that's not how he's coming back. And that's... Ugh, gonna drive me insane. Because I know that so many of you need your fix of Goldberg from the 90s, 30 years ago. But WWE can't give me that because that's what I want. That's what I want for you guys to get your Goldberg fix and me not to have to deal with him. But see, WWE, for some reason, thinks we want a lot of Goldberg, and we don't. See, they had him on Monday before last, the Monday after Money in the Bank, saying he was next. And can I tell you how hard I marked out when Bobby Lashley told him, No, no, you're not. Because I did. I marked out hard. I was like, this is what is awesome. Let's chant, this is awesome. But, no, they're going to have him take on Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. SummerSlam is, what, three and a half weeks away? Something like that. Now, luckily... I didn't have to put up with him this raw this past Monday night. But they've already told me I'm going to have to put up with him on the coming raw. Which is what? The August 1st? Is that when it is? Um, August 2nd? I don't know. And I don't want to put up with him. I'm dreading that. And they don't have anything else on a Monday night. I've already looked at my TV guide schedule. However, I will be watching something on my DVR or pay-per-view DVR or something. Because I'm telling you, I'm not watching Raw live this Monday. And I have no idea what else is on Raw. Because you know they don't announce it. So I'm looking forward to hearing it about it on Friday. Possibly even Saturday. Them to tell me what else is on Raw. But I don't really think they're going to be able to get me to watch it live. 
because I love my DVR too much. I will wait until 9 o'clock, 9.30 to watch it so that I can fast forward through all the stupid commercials. And if I don't really feel like seeing Goldberg, I won't. I'll just read the Twitter recaps. But uh, I'll probably suffer through it for you guys so that I can rant and rave about it. Because I don't want to see Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg at SummerSlam. Does nothing for me. Could care less. Because he's going to have to work probably 8 to 10 minutes. I mean, when you think about it. They need to get their money's worth. It's a pay-per-view, and supposedly, we need to get our money's worth. Guys, I pay $4.99 a month for the Peacock Network. Actually, I don't. I get it free with my Xfinity uh, internet subscription. So I'm lying. I, I just remembered that. I don't pay. I pay pay it as part of my Xfinity subscription. Um, so, I don't care how many minutes. I wish it would be two. I wish it wouldn't happen at all. But it's probably going to be eight to ten so that the pay-per-view crowd can feel like they're getting their money's worth. And Goldberg will need to do his golden oldies, which is the spear and the jackhammer. And somehow, some way, Bobby Lashley's going to have to take it, kick out of it, and Goldberg's going to have to act shocked. And I guess MVP will cause a distraction? I don't know. Uh, because we're going to have to see then Bobby Lashley put him in the hurt log. Now, do I want to see Goldberg in the hurt log? Um, no, not really. Because see, Bobby Lashley's not going to be able to ragdoll him, shake him around, like he did the Miz. He's not... Goldberg, number one, won't allow him to do that. Two, Goldberg can't do that. He can't relax his body enough for Bobby Lashley to shake him around like that. Three, he has injuries and is older from playing football and wrestling. And I think if... Bobby Lashley really would ragdoll him. I think it might hurt something, even if he was trying to relax. So, I think the Hurt Lock is going to look kind of stupid. And it's not going to look natural. And we're going to see even more people make fun of. Now, normally, I'm okay with that. Bobby Lashley, I kind of feel like I owe him some respect as far as it's been 16, 17 years of him working to get here. Now, in reality, I really don't care. I don't like him as the champion. I really don't like him. I didn't like him in Impact Wrestling. And I didn't like him the first time in WWE Wrestling. So, I haven't really gotten into his character. Now, I thought they were going to allow me to get into his character when he told Goldberg no last week. Because like I said, I marked out. But, they didn't. So, if they'd bring him back, like I said earlier, just to beat up some annoying heel for two to three minutes and then him go away... I would be really happy about this combat, but I know it's not going to happen. The second comeback I'm, I guess I want to talk about is one 
I never knew that I truly wanted until everybody started talking about it like last month. And that's Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, a lot of people thought he retired when he had his last match with Roman Reigns. I got to hear a lot of people say Reigns uh, was just retiring him from SmackDown and he was really going to go to Raw. And then they moved his picture and bio over to the alumni section. And then when they started, you know, discounting his merchandise and then they quit selling his merchandise, people started getting the idea, oh, he may be gone for a while. And I don't think that Daniel Bryan has ever really said anything different. I don't know what people expected. He took some time off and, like, right after his comeback. I mean, he got medically cleared. All he wanted to do was be medically cleared. He had worked on creative. And he said, I want to come back to make superstars. That's all I want to do. Well, people were so busy comparing him to Edge. Because Edge was on creative for Raw. Daniel Bryan was on creative for SmackDown. And then they both ended up coming back. And Edge wasn't here to make new wrestlers. Edge was here to prove he still had something left in the tank. He still had a reason to be in wrestling. He still had a passion for it. He still had a love for it. And so they started him off with Randy Orton at the beginning of 2020. And then he got hurt. When he come back the second time, they pretty much had a set plan for him. Daniel Bryan wasn't that way. You know, he he knew he had a passion. And pretty much everyone else did. He knew he had stuff in the tank. And pretty much everyone else did. He didn't have that to prove. He just wanted to prove to everybody that he was cleared. And then, like I said, he wanted to make new superstars. And somehow, I don't know whether the fans didn't want to believe that, or WWE didn't want to believe that, or Vince didn't want to believe that. But it became painfully clear as he was thrown into the Edge-Roman Reigns storyline. And kind of put a lot of pressure on him that this wasn't where he wanted to be. It was very obvious in the last month of that leading up to WrestleMania 37 that Daniel Bryan didn't want to be involved in that storyline. And I don't think it's because he didn't want to work with Edge. I don't think it was that he didn't want to work with Roman Reigns. I think that he just thought his star power, his reputation that he had built up over the years with legions and legions of different promotions fans could be served somewhere else. I think Daniel Bryan would have been just as happy to be in the match with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest as he was in the Edge Roman Reigns saga. But they knew they had to have somebody between them. Edge wanted to be a heel. Roman was a heel. But yet, why did Edge have to pick Roman? Why not stay on Raw? That's where he had worked as creative. I never understood him coming to fight Roman Reigns. They were never going to let him win. And he should have known that. 
And I think that leads to an a fork in Edge's decision to come back. A fork in where Edge goes now and where he thought he would go and his disappointment with WWE. But that's for another episode. We're talking Daniel Bryan right now. And I think them putting him in between all of them during the WrestleMania, I think really solidified Daniel Bryan wanting to quote-unquote retire. I think his contract was running out, and I think that's what he told WWE. I think I want to retire. I think he finished out, you know, the whole storyline. I'm sure he probably came up with the loser leave WWE storyline with Roman Reigns. And once he got to Napa Valley and saw what others were doing, And how they were doing it. I think it perked his interest. So many people want to say. That Brian went home. To Napa Valley. And got bored. Um, I don't think that he's the type of guy. That is going to be bored. With. Brie Bella. And his two children. I really don't. I think he can find a lot of things to do that interest him. He's very well-rounded and smart, and I think he can entertain himself just fine, especially with them being in Napa Valley and him being so into the earth. um, I could see him learning the winemaking business and wanting to actually be a part of it, as in picking the grapes, as in planting the grapes, and all of that. But what I mean is, I think he sat around and he got to see Christian Cage, Matt Cardona, John Moxley, how they left WWE three completely different ways. And how they've taken their pass. How John Moxley knew immediately to let his contract run out. Kind of like Daniel Bryan. And how he wanted to go to New Japan. Actually, that's where John Moxley's first match after leaving WWE took place was in New Japan wrestling with Juice Robinson and then of course he went to some indie shows and then got signed by AEW he still is waiting for Japan to be open so that he can go back to New Japan pro wrestling he's appeared on New Japan Strong which is based out of Los Angeles he has been on numerous indie events he has shown up at Quite a few GCW events, especially during WrestleMania week, before um, his wife had their brand new baby, Nora, in June. I look for him, when Japan opens back up, probably after the first of the year, to be back over there. He saw how Matt Cardona has hustled. And... That's one thing you can always say about Brian Danielson. He's a hustler. Matt Cardona tried different promotions. I mean, think about it. He started his own podcast network. He has three podcasts now. He has his fiance. Chelsea Green also has her own podcast. He's been in AEW. He's been in Impact Wrestling. He's been in GCW. He 
has been on and did a cinematic match with EC3 on freethenarrative.com, which was excellent. I can't recommend it more. Um, would not surprise me that he will show up in New Japan Stronger MLW soon. I just think that that's what Brian, Brian Danielson wants to do. As we know, Matt Cardona is back in impact for this set of ta- tapings, but who's to say he'll be back for the next set of tapings? And I think that's what Brian Danielson is looking forward to, is showing up for a set number of months or a set number of tapings and having three weeks off or six weeks off where he can spend time with his kids, his wife, he can play around in the grapes and then go to a different promotion. Or he can be in one promotion with a solid storyline for three or four months and on the weekends hit up some indies and then after those three or four months they have some kind of injury scare that allows him to go to New Japan for three months or whatever. Now, Cassidy Haynes, about two weeks ago, I guess it was, reported that, quote, a source I have spoken to told me that Daniel Bryan is, quote, locked in, unquote, and has 100% already signed a contract with AEW, unquote. Dave Metzler has basically confirmed this. Now, everybody, he's going to go under Brian Danielson from here on out. That's what he's always wrestled as, unless he goes out as the American Dragon. But it is very well known to anybody in pro wrestling that Brian Danielson wants to work with New Japan. And AEW has proven over and over and over again that it has a relationship with New Japan and doesn't care to work with them. The reason why John Moxley had the IWGP belt for so long and New Japan trusted him was simply because of the relationship that they had formed with him and with AEW. And AEW was willing to let him go to New Japan and fulfill those responsibilities, just like they had with Chris Jericho. Um, They obviously have a relationship with Kenny Omega. They have a relationship with Lance Archer. And so, they are also letting their guys come to AEW, as we're seeing with Hikaleo, and Kenta has been here, Takanashi is getting ready to um, come, so they know. Now, Haynes also reported that Danielson would make his AEW debut in New York City at Arthur Ashe Stadium on September 22nd. Now, that doesn't surprise me either. Taking almost the whole summer completely off to spend with his kids doesn't surprise me not one bit. Especially since both Nikki and Bree are also planning their comeback as the Bella Twins in WWE. They don't know when that's going to begin or when they're going to be trained up enough to do it. But I would expect after the first of the year. A lot of people were saying the fall. I think both of them have agreed to push that back because Brian Danielson will be starting with AEW. Will WWE push them? Uh, I don't know. Now, PW Insider 
reported two weeks ago that Daniel Bryan wasn't even being factored in to the new line of WWE merchandise and video games decisions that are coming for the fall and the New York. So they pretty much know, or at least think they know, that he's signed with AEW. Now, I want to see him wrestle again. I really do. I thought he retired way too young. I think him getting the opportunity to show up anywhere and everywhere will be absolutely awesome. To see him on AEW and then show up, you know, the next night on Impact Wrestling and then show up two weeks from then in New Japan Wrestling for, like, Wrestle Kingdom... I will love. But, because I know through Total Divas and Total Bellas that he's married to Brie Bella, I am going to think it's a little weird if he's in AEW or he's already did a, did a set of tapings for Impact or he's already did a set of tapings for New Japan Strong. And I'm seeing him on TV at the same time I'm seeing the Bellas wrestle and make a run for the women's tag team belts in WWE. I'm going to feel that's a little weird. But then, in my mind, and being logical, rational, I know they have to go back to the WWE. I'm pretty sure the Bellas are under Legends contracts right now. Hence the reason why you're seeing Nikki Bella on a lot of the vaccine commercials. Um, You know, they're still under contract with WWE. You're still seeing, if you play the WWE Tops um, game on Android or iPhone, you're still seeing new cards come out with Nikki and Brie Bella on them. You're not seeing Daniel Bryan cards anymore. Um, And so people watch that. And so even though it's going to be a little weird, I know why it's happening. I also know that WWE is going to pay the Bella Twins way more money than what they'll get anywhere else. And the WWE tag team belts are established now. AEW doesn't even have tag team belts. Impact's knockout belts, they're not any greater than WWE's. MLW doesn't have a women's division. Uh, Ring of Honor's just starting one. New Japan Strong doesn't have one. And New Japan actually doesn't have one. So you're looking at... WWE, unless they go to the Independence or Impact, that's basically the only game in town for them to play with the tag team title belts. That's where they have a history, and that's who's going to pay them. I mean, come on. So, no, it's not going to be that hard. What's going to be hard is watching them get jobbed out probably for the first four months to get back at Daniel Bryan before they get an actual tag team championship run and Nikki gets it in her head that she needs to make another championship run. Now, I think we really got to talk about the other one that's talking about coming back or at least everyone else's. He's not saying much. He's occasionally dropping a meme or a word, but not really saying much. And that's CM Punk. Because see, within 24 hours after Daniel Bryan's name come up in ringside, CM Punk's name come up in Fightful Select. Um... Their report was a less definitive about CM Punk than what 
ringsides was about Daniel Bryan. See, they wrote, quote, Fightful Select learned last week, meaning three weeks ago, that CM Punk had been in talks to make a return to pro wrestling as in an in-ring performer. With sources indicating that W W or excuse me, that AEW is the most likely landing point. Fightful hasn't officially confirmed this report with CM Punk himself or any all elite wrestling officials. We have been told in recent days that higher ups in WWE believe that CM Punk is headed to AEW, unquote. Now, Dave Metzler has confirmed this one also. And, of course, everyone thinks that CM Punk is coming back. And it's going to be to AEW. Well, didn't they think that about All In? The show before AEW even started. The original show where Cody took a bet from Dave Metzler that they could sell out Chicago's arena with a wrestling show. An independent wrestling show. And they did. And CM Punk was rumored to be there. He didn't show. He didn't come. They didn't sign him. AEW was announced in January. So that following May, they had double or nothing. As an AEW pay-per-view. To get ready for their TV show starting in October. CM Punk wasn't signed. Well then there was Fighter Fest. Which was a pay-per-view. I believe at the end of June, early July. Then they had Fight for the Fallen. Then they had All Out, the very first one. And then they had their television debut August 3rd, or October 3rd, excuse me. None of which CM Punk came to. He wasn't signed. And so then people just kind of quieted down and assumed, you know what, he just doesn't want to wrestle. Until it came back around for Double or Nothing and All Out again. And every time Double or Nothing comes about or All Out comes about, they stir up these rumors. And last year, especially during Around All Out, I think all pro wrestling fans were believing that CM Punk was coming back. That it was going to be different. That he had signed on to do WWE's backstage, but had made it very clear that he worked for Fox Sports. That he had not signed a contract with WWE and probably would not. 2020 was also a weird year because the fans were gone, and I think that was a little interesting also to CM Punk as far as how do you get over when there is no one in the crowd to get over with? And how do you wrestle through that as a wrestler? And I think all wrestlers had to go through that. And I think CM Punk sitting on the couch thought of a lot of different ways that he could do it. However, I don't know that he knew for sure he could. 
I think he watched a lot of wrestlers that in his head he thought maybe as good as him struggle with it. But in his heart, he has truly been the best. And now that fans have came back, I think watching WrestleMania, watching AEW fill up Jackson's place, watching, you know, them go to Miami on Road Rager. And I also can't help but think last weekend's GCW homecoming had to stir up emotions in him of those fans. Don't tell me he hasn't watched GCW's homecoming yet. I don't I won't believe it. I believe that CM Punk did watch that. And I believe that he with him used to ride with Zack Ryder and Brian Myers. I think he was a little interested in, in to see what kind of story they were going to play out with Nick Gage and Matt Cardona. And when he saw the crowd for Nick Gage, I think he probably thought Nick Gage is doing that in front of 500 to 1,000 people. Can I get that reaction in front of 10 to 15,000? Can I get that reaction in a stadium full of people? And I think he kind of wants to know that. Am I still where I used to be? So even if he isn't already signed with AEW, I think his interest is definitely peaked now. And especially with AEW dropping so many hints. Especially with Tony Khan refusing to comment on either Brian Danielson or CM Punk when they're both free agents and he should be able to comment on them any way he wants to. As long as he wants to. See, he's commented about CM Punk before. Why not now? If he signed them, he won't want to. And this week, last night's AEW, the one from July 28th, only furthered that with Darby Allen dropped the call. He called out. That he wants to take on the best in the world. MJF called out part of his pipe bomb speech during the Chris Jericho-Nick Gage fight. So, are we all just getting fooled? Or is CM Punk really back? And will we see him on AEW's Rampage in Chicago's Sears Arena? Because they also announced that last night. And I think that's what stirred up people the most. Darby Allen calling him, and that's with a question mark, out? And possibly Chicago, his hometown. Um, guys, we've been fooled before. The wise thing I think here keep not believing it. Please. Cause I am. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you see I'm punk. It's coming back. You know why? Because I don't want to believe it. Because when he shows, I want it to be genuine disbelief that I have. I want to feel my heart start racing when his cult of personality hits. When I see him in the ring. Hopefully with Darby Allen, Because just dreaming that would be unreal. 
I don't want to believe in it and him not show. Because then I may think the show is awful because of my expectations. I don't want that to happen. I want to have expectations for the show that they've told me about. And if he shows, that'll just be a bonus. But speaking of bonuses, let's talk about number four in the comebacks. We have to talk about my favorite. And I know all of you are thinking, what? CM Punk would be my favorite. Well, you know what? I missed some of the CM Punk years. I missed a lot of the whole CM Punk uh, love that people have. I've went back and watched some of it, not all of it. Of course, I've watched the, the pipe bomb. But, and I love it, it still rings true ten years later. But, I wasn't there to experience it. You know what I mean? I was into other things, and I was really into sports and coaching and and doing other things. So, like I said, I've experienced some of it, but not all of it. The one that I did experience, the one I loved, the one that I have respected, the one that I have even used to some of my different players has came back for the summer, maybe longer, who knows. But the summer of Cena has started and I was expecting him to make an appearance, but I wasn't sure when. Was it going to be at Money in the Bank? Was it going to be at Monday Night Raw? When was it going to be? And everybody was saying he's taking on Roman Reigns. And I was like, eh, whatever. Well, he did. He showed up, Money in the Bank, and kind of confronted Roman Reigns. And I was marking out pretty hard. I enjoyed that. I remember their back and forth of 2017. And I was pretty excited and hoping that we were going to see that again. Now, he showed up the very next night on Monday Night Raw. And I thought, could it be that he's truly going to be a free agent? That maybe he'll throw things at both Lashley and Roman Reigns? They're both heels. Why not? Heck, get Sheamus in there, too, while you're at it. It won't bother me a bit. Now, they ended up announcing the Summer of Cena, and that's going to be him making the rounds for both TV shows, both Raw and SmackDown, but also house shows that they're having on Saturday nights and Sunday nights. And when I told people that I had heard rumors of that four to six weeks ago, told you guys on different episodes that John Cena's schedule some weekends was going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then the next week it might be Saturday, Sunday, Monday and the following week it may be Friday, Saturday it may be Sunday, sun or Sunday, Monday it may be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, but you're going to get Cena in house shows. And people would write me after those episodes and say he's not going to do that. He's about the money. Well, I had heard him on too many podcasts. I'd seen him on too many shows. read too many articles about him. To believe that. Um, I think a lot of people think that he is a liar. And that he secretly is a big time prick. And I don't think he is. I think if he doesn't want to tell you the truth about something bad. 
then he's really uh, smart aleck about it, and he makes fun of it. He's never did that about the fans. He's never once said that he didn't like performing in the front of the fans. He has said traveling made him tired, but he never said, I don't want to travel. Matter of fact, he told numerous people that's the reason why he never wanted to get married again. He's told numerous people that's why he doesn't want to have kids because he's afraid that with his travel schedule in the WWE, he would never be home for them. And he couldn't bear that. And then the movie thing is, has taken off and he's basically said the same thing. So him coming back and doing shows that aren't on TV, that aren't going to give him publicity, except in that town with those particular wrestling lane fans, shouldn't surprise you. He's done, I think he's up to like 560 Make-A-Wish fulfillments. And a lot of people didn't even know he did them. Or didn't know how often he did them until he hit 500. And they celebrated him and they started mentioning it. That's because those Make-A-Wish, they aren't for you and I. They're for the person whose wish he is granting. That's why you never heard about them before. And really, why you don't hear about them now, even though he still does them. It's because they're not about you. And neither are those house shows on Saturday and Sunday nights. And that's probably, honestly, how it should be. The thing that's caught me, though, is we've now seen him on the end of Money in the Bank. We saw him on Monday Night Raw. He showed up on SmackDown. And he was actually at this past Monday's Monday Night Raw. And the crowd actually got to see him do a dark match with Riddle um, in a tag team match. The thing that I think has most surprised me is the fans this time aren't taking him for granted. They're excited to see him. They want to show him appreciation. I wish they weren't treating it as a going away party, which I think some people are. But you aren't hearing a lot of the Cena sucks chants that he used to hear. I think he misses them. but And maybe towards the end of summer we'll hear them. But... People just aren't taking him for granted. They know that he's here for a limited time and look at how awesome he can be. Because he does have a presence about him. He does have a way with words. He does make an entrance and make an impact. And there are very, very few WWE stars that do that now. Now, there's a lot of arguments about why. Is it because WWE won't let them? No. No, I don't believe so. Because, see, I can tell you I think there is a couple stars that do make an impact when they show. And no, no, no. I'm not talking about The Undertaker. Remember, he supposedly had his last ride and is retired. No, I'm talking about Charlotte Flair. I do believe that when she came back this last time, she made an impact. I think 
you saw Crouch treat her differently. I think they're buying into her character. And I think the reactions to her are stronger than ever. I think possibly another one that we can't tell is a real impact, but I think you can when you're in the crowd, is Kofi. I think he has a lot of respect of the WWE Universe, and I think you can see the genuine excitement, emotion, and feelings when they meet him, when they see him. And I've named two heels, or I've named one heel and one babyface. And I think Roman Reigns is also getting to that point with his heel character finally where they're booing him and finding extreme issue with him. But I have to name another woman. And who is that? I think you're going to see her when she she makes her comeback. It's going to be Becky Lynch, the man. And I think we're going to see her come back as a baby face. And I think we're going to see genuine emotion, genuine feeling, and I think we're really, really going to hear the fans and... We're going to see an awesome storyline. The one that I'm looking forward to. And you guys know this. You guys know how big of a fan of hers I am. The one that I'm looking forward to is the one that I hope happens in February. Now, they say after WrestleMania in April. But I think... If she has her way, it will be February. <laughs> and that is Bailey. Um, I think you're going to hear something you've never heard before. Even compared to the man. Because I think so many don't know what she's going to come back like. Is she going to be the hugger? Is she going to be the role model? Is she going to be Ding Dong Hello's talk show host? Who is Bailey going to be? I don't think she even knows. Is she going to be a tweener? Because see, that's Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks plays an excellent heel but WWE keeps wanting to throw her into the babyface role is that what they're going to do with Bailey? because I think that's the next big pop the next superstar we see will be Bailey, and I think next year 2022 we may see the summer of a evolution, not an evolution, an evolution, and it may not be of the women's division. It may be of Bailey, and uh, this is one podcaster that's definitely looking forward to it. Tell me what you think. Write me. Pro Overtime, two O's, Pro Overtime on Twitter, Pro Wrestling Overtime on both Facebook and Instagram. All the messages, messengers, and DMs are open. You can always email me at prowrestlingot at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys are thinking about everything. And uh, let me know whether you guys like these four comebacks that we've talked about do you hate any of them did you want cm punk and daniel bryan coming back to wwe 
Do you not want to see Goldberg and John Cena ever again? Talk to me. Because I'm going to talk to you very, very soon. And hopefully, I see you somewhere down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.